You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. Uh, today, our special guest is Lee Curtis. Uh, we're here in Los Angeles, which means traffic. Lee is stuck in it, some of it, but he's going to be here momentarily. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to play a cut or two. This first one is Lake Hayes, Love and Lux, the DJ Boring remix. So stay tuned. We're going to be here for the next hour live from Los Angeles. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Thank you. 
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We're here uh, live in Los Angeles all week, and today we have special guest Lee Curtis, who lives here now. Thanks Hi, for joining everybody. us, Lee. How you doing? Good. And you, we have some other guests in the studio as well, if you guys want to introduce yourselves so we know, our listeners know who's who. What's up? This is Spencer Neasy. This is Nima Barasani. Yeah. And these are uh, some of Lee's, uh, you collaborate a lot, but these are some of your current production partners. That's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, you and I go way back. And we do. Yeah. Yeah. You played a bunker a lot. I'm thinking the era was like 2006 to 2010, something yeah. like that. The bunker a lot. A lot of wolf and lamb parties. You were my first booking agent. Yeah. In the I, world. Yeah. 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 I was just in Ibiza for Seth's birthday party and he introduced me like that, like all weekend. <laughs> how this weird did it, how weird did it get? It was, <laughs> I always describe it as Billy Madison's birthday party when he passes third grade <laughs> on acid. <laughs> That's a pretty good description, actually. Happy birthday, Seth. <laughs> yeah. By the way, thank you, Brian, for all the good times yeah, in yeah. Brooklyn. Of course. Yeah. Always. Always keeping it going. Um, so you grew up in Cedar Springs, which I had no idea what the fuck Cedar Springs was. A lot of people don't and but still I, don't. I was just there this weekend for my brother's wedding. Yeah. I mean, I I got to, you know, I spent the the summer at Catherine's Lake Cottage in That's Michigan. Right. So we were like, I, I got to see Cedar Springs, which is like. How'd you do? It's fine. I Rednecks, mean, it's, wild women, and blue ribbon beer. Yeah, I gotta say, like going to the the gas station near the cottage, where is like a normal gas station, but then it had this amazing meat counter. Uh, sure. This is in Pearson. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a little scary. It, so so it, you you run into some scary it is, uh, characters there. It's an interesting place. Uh, not saying anything bad about it, but I I left. Quite immediately. Yeah. I don't think I lasted to 18 and I was uh, 18 because I, I graduated at 17. I was out of there at 18, made it back a couple times, but uh, it's still, it's a, it's a nice place to visit when it's, you visit. It seemed like a remar like a remarkable place for somebody like you to come from. I and mean, like how many people actually, I mean, it's the kind of place where it seems like people grow up there and actually don't leave there. It's like a, one of those places. There's a lot of that. Um, but Jesse Suminski, heartthrob, is from the UP. So he's even more of a story like that. That's pretty far um, out there, yeah. I mean, it's not that far from Grand Rapids where they do have nightclubs. And we did have kind of underground after parties, which consisted of about 20 people. I went to those. I'm like, oh, this music makes sense to me. And then I go, maybe I should go to Chicago and check that out. Maybe I should go to Detroit. I did those things maybe two times and I'm like, okay, I'm moving to Detroit. So, right. Yeah. So you, to go into your background, you, you spent, I met, when I met you, you were like, you and Seth were in that house and I mean, I guess it was Detroit. It's kind of like, it was in Berkeley. It was suburbs. It was, a, it was about a mile away from eight mile, maybe two miles away from eight mile. Yeah. yeah. I just remember getting there and being like, you guys live here. It's like the suburbs. Yeah. It was a house that I lived in and Seth went through a bad breakup. And at that same time, we realized Ryan Crossan lived right up the road. And I said, just move in with me and uh, we'll figure it out from there. And we didn't. But the, <laughs> fact, the fact that he did that, uh, <laughs> you have to respect it or not. I don't. <laughs> and, and then it was a really weird place because we were in like suburbia row. And when we moved in, we're, we're very amicable people. We, we got along with everybody in the neighborhood. 
until the the sound in the basement just wouldn't yeah, stop. Yeah, I was about to say. Woomp, like the... woomp, woomp, you know, and it They're... kept going and it kept going. And I, we, we still stayed very cool. We, we, you know, we shoveled the lady next door's driveway to make sure she was all right. And then eventually we lost touch with the, the neighbors to the other side because of, like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, after uh, a while, I would imagine the all-night booming techno yeah, there were special was, guests. That there were special guests. A lot of, it was like a, it was just an influx of special guests that would change their flights and not leave, and it would be Tuesday, and we'd be on my yard. And I apologize to those neighbors now that I'm a I'm bit sure older. They're, tu they're tuned in for sure. I, I mean, it's Detroit. Doesn't everybody like techno there? No. Oh yeah, no, they don't. But yeah, that was an interesting time. Um, we called it research. Okay. Yeah. So why eventually you and everybody you're talking about, uh, Ryan, Seth, you all left Detroit for Berlin, right? We did. We did. It was, uh, I mean, Detroit is still a tough place to get love in the hometown. And we were kind of so wild that only my friends from Ghostly, Spectral, Matt Deere, yeah. this guy, Ryan Elliott, were kind of uh, accepting of how ridiculous we behaved in our younger and more formidable years. But um, Wait, if you guys were partying in Detroit as if it were Berlin. We kind of, we were already doing it. We figured <laughs> once we once we visited there, we figured why don't we go with the flow? <laughs> All energy moves with the whims of the great magnet, you know? Yeah. Only a fool would defy it. So That's Hunter S. Thompson. Hanging, yeah, started hanging out with at a CDV instead of your basement. It was so much easier. <laughs> and, and and we didn't even run out of booze. You know, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, so we, yeah, the 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 move seemed kind of natural in a way, I guess. Yeah, and it worked out. It worked out well for you. Worked out well for your like project for your music. I guess it, it worked out amazing for me. I went and met a bunch of people I respected and and saw that they were absolutely no different and were just as serious about the music as I was. And then um, I actually was the first to leave. And go back to Detroit because I realized I wasn't getting any work done. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I kind of remember that. I think I maybe was was I. I might have still been your booking agent you at were. that point. I was like, "Why are you back here?" I'm like, I, "I can't get any work done there." But I went. I would go stay for months at a time and work with the boys or do a tour. Right. Um, but I I always found that I worked the best in Detroit. In in some ways, I still feel maybe I did. You know? It kind of makes sense. I mean, you have way fewer distractions the, for people who like to party and drink and hang out. Berlin I, is just a it, bottomless pit of all those things. It just you doesn't, can, never, can, especially can, in that era. The era, what, what years were you guys there? That was like, the, at least from the stories I heard, it seems like that was like... You don't ask an old man questions like this on the air. <laughs> I would, uh, two, 2007 or eight, we moved there, something like that. Sounds and about right. Yeah, yeah, and and I had so, I had so much fun, but yeah, I I got to the point where I thought I need to get something done if I want to keep going. Yeah, you and, have to and, like produce some tracks, right. make some mixes, which has always been what I've been fond of doing. But uh, it got it got difficult uh, for a while. But wow, as an experience, wouldn't change it. Right, far from it. 
So you haven't been back since the, you came back after a little bit of time in Berlin and you've been based in the U.S. for the most part. Since I then. haven't. I lived in Chicago for three years. Oh, which, yeah. When was that? I remember reading that. Okay, in so that was a while ago, too. We got a lot to catch up on, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you I, last played the bunker in 2010 th or 11 or something. That is true. Um, I, I moved to Chicago for three years after Detroit, after I moved back to Detroit. I lived in Detroit for another three or four years. And then uh, decided to move to Chicago, which was also another great experience. That I, I think that was one of the best experiences I had as far as music is concerned. Because you had a big studio in Chicago. It, it's never that big, but yes, you I, had all your you had all your I, shit there. I finally had everything set up, and and I was able to crank on some music. Um, and then met my now wife. She was living in London, so I went and gave that a two-year try. You've lived in a lot of places seen a lot of faces yeah and now you're in la so i've been asking kind of everybody this this week on the show all these la people because almost nobody seems to be from la like why la uh you are you asking what's wrong with me I, I, you tell me i don't know no, I, uh, I mean i i love visiting la i've had some really good tacos this week the weather's amazing yeah it's it's that simple um my wife had a lot of work opportunities here professionally and um i really wanted to explore working with different musicians, producers, songwriters, and um, after living in London for a couple of years, I needed some sunshine. Yeah. I yeah. really did. I, I, I had seasonal depression. My wife didn't believe me. I'm like, I'm from Michigan and I lived in Chicago and we have normal summers. And the, the two years I lived in London, summer just gave us a miss, mate. Just didn't happen. Is, um... Berlin better than London for weather? Because everybody always complains about the Berlin winters. Now that I've lived here for over a year, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm barbecuing with my shirt off in December. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm living in Michigan summer all the time right now. All right. <laughs> yeah. Without the lakes, though. <laughs> Without yeah. the lakes. That is true. Um, so how has being here like affected your, uh, you said working with other people, but how has it like affected your approach to music or what you feel like you're coming up with? Well, th that's actually a good question. Um, moving here, I found it a little bit difficult to get back into the normal flow of writing, you know, house and techno jams like I used to. But I, I started uh, meeting people through friends and through other professionals are like, hey, you've got to sit down with this person. Also, my longtime friend, Nima Barasani over here, we've been working on music for years. He's out here. Uh, he's got a nice little studio himself. So um, we've, we've kind of uh, broached uh, going past just making house music and working on some songwriting stuff, but, okay. but still very electronic too and very Prince influenced. You know? Yeah, I know. Prince has always been your your number one, right? I, I would say, as far as influences are are concerned, overall, I mean, I'm, I listen to more music than I can count in a week, uh, especially outside of electronic music. But I would say, songwriter, musician, vocalist, guitarist, it's he's he was kind of an unstoppable force of nature, and it's very sad that we don't have him yeah. here with us anymore. Yeah, I actually remember the weekend that I met you guys in Detroit and we were hanging out at yours and Seth's house doing nothing. 
or there was, it was from what I remember, do you remember this game you guys used to play where you would try to do like the absolute most elaborate fart you could possibly do or be like involved like break dancing and like I didn't I, understand what was happening and then it always ended with a I don't probably fall down and don't remember that kick but I probably didn't have I'm just I don't probably I don't remember wrong. that at all that sounds more like something Seth would do <laughs> than something I would be involved in as a you know 39 year old married man to a very wonderful woman um, I don't think I've ever participated in any tomfoolery right. on that sort of that level. Was, that's ridiculous. That was Seth, and maybe, Lo- may, maybe Lockheed. Yeah, there's a, there's, yeah. There's and a, you were like, come on, It guys. might have been your imagination, too. Yeah. <laughs> at, that, at that point, can you really argue that it was real, either? If you're talking about day two or day three. Yeah. Hmm? Anyways, we ended up... <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> we ended up going to Oslo to see Moody Man play, Yeah. and he was playing a bunch of Prince records. Yes. And we enjoyed that very much. Yeah. So I remember that. He's, Moody Man is still kind of the man, isn't he? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> disagrees. Nobody in the room can, <laughs> can disagree with that. Um, so since you brought these guys in with you, why don't we talk about what, what you guys are working on right yeah, now? And I guess we're going to hear some of it at some point? At some point, we are going to hear some of it. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so, Spencer... You can introduce yourself. This is uh, my Spencer, Spencer. Easy. Yeah, you know, I met uh, I met Lee through um, Matt Kingsley, who's okay. uh, booking agent over at CAA. And uh, in the words of, of Matt, I kept running into Matt at, at parties at different places. And then finally, one time at a party, he was like, I think we should be friends. And I think that you should meet some of my friends. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. And so that first friend was Lee Curtis, and uh, you know Lee and I hit it off like right away. And he's a great musician, he's a cool dude, and we just had the same vibe and that stuff. And then Lee Curtis introduced me to Lee Foss, and then the three of us started jamming a lot. And then along with Nima and some other characters, Des, yeah. all these people. So it's been really fun collaborating with them. Uh, and the music's been great, so that's what's been really nice about it, that we each track, every time we get in the studio, we do something better than the last thing, I think. I think so, too. And yeah. Spencer, Spencer's been working in the music industry in Los Angeles for how many my, years? My entire life. His entire life. Yeah. He, he's a hell of a sax, uh, soprano sax player and a really incredible vocalist. And that was one thing that I always wanted to team up with somebody that could just belt it. And it's so easy when we get to the studio he plays i play you know it's it's been really fun it's been really yeah. fun and he's got a lot of big projects he's working on as well but um yeah as far as the stuff we're working on mm-hmm. it seems to every time we sit down we have something new and that we're very happy with we just recently released uh a single with lee foss yep. called drifting and it's uh, got a lot of a lot of vocals from Spencer, but it makes it easy when you have somebody that can just hit everything and come up yeah. with melodies. So he's a great uh, lyricist as well, and we've all teamed up on everything we've worked on, and uh, it's been a very easy relationship. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's and your forte is not always house music either. So. No, I mean I've, my, most of my career, I've, I've I was a signed artist to uh, an indie label called Chime that was a uh, subsidiary of, of Universal and. Uh, I did a lot of pop stuff. I worked with like big pop producers like J.R. Rodham and and uh, my longtime production partner Greg Ogan is a, a great producer, engineer for tons of people. Um, and I was in a group called Jupiter Rising, which was like a weird kind of electronic pop group. And then uh, I segued from that, working with the Pussycat Dolls, and then 
started producing some stuff with them, and then I ended up being in a band with one of them after the Pussycat Dolls broke up. Got signed again, moved to London, lived in London for a couple years, and then uh, um, just things started going south with the label, and I just came back, and I really fell into more producing stuff and composing stuff for uh, movies and, and documentaries and stuff like that, and so I didn't really have the artistry vibe or drive to do any of that stuff, and then once I started hanging out with these guys, it just kind of kicked back in as far as I'm trying to like, I like to get in the studio and I, I'd like to do whatever needs to be done with the record. So if I need to sing something and do it, I don't, I'll do it. But it started becoming more, um, it just became more fun for me to like jump back in and be an artist again and, and start doing stuff and doing these songs with them. And the first, that first record I did with Lee and Lee was uh, Living in the City. And, and from that vibe, I really started getting back into like, cause I kind of go all over the place. I'm all, I, I love hip hop music. I love, I love uh, dance shit. I love, I love all kinds types of music. I produce a lot of different types of stuff, but this working with these guys really brought me back into the whole underground. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah we, it's, cool. it's just been we'll fun. take it back to, uh, to underground style. Cause you know, everybody I know in dance music, um, at least the Americans love hip hop and soul and R and B, uh, Part of dance music comes from that, of course. and it's, yeah. it's wonderful to walk uh, to work with somebody that has that uh, enormous amount of skill set. So it's it's been really fun, yeah. And then uh, go on to the wild well, card. We, we met. What, you mentioned the ventures that you took through Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. I think we met in Ann Arbor. Was it? Yeah. Good yeah, night, Gracie's. Was out at Good Night Gracie's, which was uh, a weekly that we did in Ann Arbor with. Uh, who did that? Ryan Elliott and Matthew Deere yeah. used to used to do that. And what impressed me about Lee was his ear. Um, if you look at you know the, if it's a pizza, and you know the party, you know what he's playing is probably just a pepperoni. And the whole spectrum of music beyond what is dance music, right? That Lee has his knowledge with his ear is what impressed me the most because we met at um, you know over house music and dance music but we went on to ro discussing rock and roll and and um listening get, to rock and roll get serious then getting yeah. serious so and what and lee has had to my knowledge no formal music training mm -hmm. i've had some as a child but lee has a very very impressive ear and understands things that you know i thought only musicians could understand be it per, uh, on a percussion percussion or on on timbre or something like any mm -hmm. and different things so Lee and I got together and started uh, looking to expand, maybe into you know writing writing songs together, and it's been really fun to work with yeah. Lee. We're we're getting very close to finishing a, a single together that um, is is still not far off from house music. Right. We've got a lot of other stuff that's not, but um, it's this this single we're talking about is definitely uh, so close to the vein of house music that. You're a few BPM and a couple of hard kick drums away from it being house. So the influence is always there. Yeah. And, and it's and uh, Nima's a great piano player and a great songwriter and lyricist as well. So I've got that going. And it's, it's sad because I haven't released a whole lot yet, but there's a, a near flood of stuff that, that I'm right. finishing up. So. And is Vision Quest going to stay your main uh output as a label or as, are you spreading far, this stuff around as far as lee curtis goes with with uh techno and house music of course of course yeah. i mean the label's still doing great where we've got a, a new one out with 
Matthew Johnson and Ryan Crossan. Yeah, we had we had Ryan on the show a month or two ago, and he played us some of that material and a lot of the stuff from his album. The album was Cesar, Cesar, which I love that album. Yeah, so good. It's incredible. Ryan, Ryan, we're we're all going in these weird different directions, but we'll always come back to home. I mean, I I, I'm still uh, thinking about when we're in the studio if something goes to Vision Quest. You know, if if it doesn't have too many vocals and it's more rhythm driven it belongs there and yeah of course that's that's still my home and that's still what i work on day in and day out the label is doing great we're doing a big party november 11th here at treehouse and then we oh, have yeah, one, we, we have one before that in with the love life people down in san diego on the 28th so we're still doing a limited amount of shows together but we we found that uh, if we scale back a little bit and make them special then they actually end up being that so uh yeah there's nothing changing with the label there's i actually am finishing some solo stuff for the label and uh as i'm working with these other artists uh anything that feels like it's right for the label will go over to ryan and sean and see if they like it so awesome yeah um so we only have about 25 minutes here left in the show do you want to play some music i don't mind yeah yeah, yeah. let's do that thanks okay. for joining us all of you, Thank you it's guys. been really great Thank you. Um, uh, we're here with Lee Curtis, who's going to uh, do, I guess, a pretty brief DJ set for us here. And uh, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Stay with us till the top of the hour. Thank you.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We're in the mix with Lee Curtis. Hello. Just have a few minutes left here, and you you wanted to say something about some of the tracks you're playing here. I did, I did. Uh, I'm just co- closing out now, and uh, I just wanted to speak about the new project I'm doing with Desmond DSP Powell, a uh, great hip-hop and R&B producer and songwriter who wrote two of the jams I played tonight. Also, the last one before that was Spencer and I. Um, you know, and, and Joy McElveen, uh, which I have a new band with Des and her and kind of everybody that we're working together on. Nice. So, 
It's called Licks, and we it's uh, we're we're finishing up a lot of that too. So, like I said, it's going to be kind of a flood, a lot of, of Lee music. Curtis music in I the hope next so. year. Well, things I'm involved in, which feels better than just having to do it all. all your, <laughs> yeah, solo stuff. Yeah, collaboration. It's, it's good to collaboration just seems to to make me happier and and uh, makes the music right itself. I feel. Yeah, so. and it seems like you're doing a lot more of that in LA than ever before. So that's I, I cool. Am. I, that's I, good. I, yeah, I kind of felt like it was time to do that, and it feels it feels right. You know. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for joining us no, today. No, thank you, yeah. Brian. A great old friend. It's uh, so lovely to be here. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you let me play uh, some new music and bring some of my friends in. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So uh, we're going to be here every day this week from 6 to 7 LA time. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We've got Les Mort on the show. And on Friday, we have M. Geddes Jangris. So uh, tune in for all that. Thanks for listening. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. See ya.